Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm also ready. We're all ready. Lovely. Okay. (laughs) So I picked the the film this week, um, Yellow Submarine. (laughs) Yep. And and I watched it last night. I watched all of it. Um, (laughs) So I guess first thing, has anyone seen this before? No. No. I did not even know it existed. Yeah, okay. Had you seen it? Nope. Um, I'd heard about it. I've sort of had it on my list for a while. Um, but no, this was this was a new one to me. Uh, so what what did we all think? <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know either. I think I really liked it. What? I thought it was. I thought it just like it was so. It was so offbeat, provocative, and witty. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely offbeat. Mm, I just I found all the jokes really landed with me, and I was chuckling. Along. I started writing them down to remember them, and then I was just realised I was just transcribing the script. <laughs> Once upon a time, or maybe twice, Liverpool can be a lonely place on a Saturday night, and this is only Thursday morning. There's a school of Wales. Hey, look, they're a bit old for school. University, then. University of Wales. Well, they look like dropouts to me. (laughs) Yeah, I started doing that, but then very quickly stopped. (laughs) I got as far as, bless you, should I sneeze? (laughs) (laughs) That was the second one. Yeah, I was enjoying those. It, it was all Ringo, wasn't it? All That's of what the was so jokes. weird, that Ringo was kind of like a main character for the <laughs> yeah. first time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was kind of the main character in A Hard Day's Night and Help, right? Mm. I really Both don't of remember either plots. of those. Oh, Help in particular is a fantastic film. We should yeah, probably watch that sometime. Mm. And properly good as well. But yeah, he's kind of the whole thing. The plot revolves around him. Um, yeah. Um, Well, I really liked some scenes and what I liked most about the film was the the drawings, the paintings, the art behind it. Um, They were very colourful and that was really nice. As for the plot, mm, (laughs) I don't know. And um, I'm definitely glad that the version that I watched had subtitles because otherwise I would have missed um several parts of the dialogue yeah um but it was also witty yes i i enjoyed the the puns <laughs> so many puns Excellent. <laughs> pun after pun after pun <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it seemed to be kind of ringo doing these stupid little jokes and all the others just saying weird stuff that didn't quite make any sense is that a fair characterization of the Beatles in this film? Hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I can't remember. It all, it's like a fever dream now. It's all trickling away. It really the was. We go on. It's all in the mind, you know. It is all in the mind. <laughs> um, um, Claire, good film? No. No? <laughs> no. As nonsense wasn't it it was just it didn't make any sense and it didn't have a plot and you're the, right about that the characters were 
uh, are very two-dimensional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, yeah, they just they got high and drew some pictures, and then they were rich, so they got to put it on a big screen. Is that <laughs> <laughs> something like that? Uh, and you think the the pictures they drew were basically devoid of use that that you I don't, don't think this would there, there wasn't merit in it i don't think so i mean okay. I, it looked like there were loads of artists worked on it and stuff and i don't think the the beatles were even involved in production were they so they weren't they didn't do their own voices i think they did their own voices no no they? they didn't no there were didn't voice they? actors listed mm. oh right so long sucker too much too soon Hey, reverse, reverse! Well, they weren't very good voice actors. <laughs> they didn't draw the pictures. And I don't really yeah. know what the Beatles did apart from sing the songs, which, yeah, they did very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard, actually, Michael, we don't know what you thought of it yet. Oh, I, I'm sort of torn. <laughs> I, I've Mostly, I think I'm with Claire that this was... It was too off the wall and just too that there wasn't really a proper thread to it. Um, like, yeah, it wasn't enough of a film to be good, mm. and it sort of dragged on as a result. But it really committed to what it was doing, and it was very striking visually. And I think they had some there some good use of of music and stuff. Uh, yeah, it. It did what it was doing quite well. It was mm. it was cool and it was uncompromising, and that that had that it had going for it. But I don't think I'll watch it again. That's fair. Yeah, I really didn't like the animate the animation. I've heard it's technically very oh, good. Didn't. No, I really don't really like pop art. Oh, if you can you explain that? that? What's pop, pop art? art? Well, that kind of like I don't. This is one of the other things where I just say things, and then you ask to explain it, and I can't. I know what pop art is in my head, but... Yeah. So all I'm picturing is that picture of a tin of soup. Is that pop art? Picture of a tin oh, of Andy soup. Oh, Andy yeah. Warhol's mm-hmm. cream of cabbage soup or whatever it was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if this was pop art, but it felt pop arty. Okay. I I could say... In fact, I wonder if either of you could, could say this, that I've got two... Uh, TV shows written down that this style reminded me of. Could you? Ooh, could I you guess what the they same are? As mine. Oh, have Ooh. you got two? I I think I've got maybe two. I've definitely got one. Oh, I've got two actually. Right. I don't well, think you'll have. I don't think that one will be the same. As yours. Okay. Well, what have you got? Uh, so I've got Monty Python. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, the, me the too. animations by Terry Gilliam yeah. Yeah. Uh, were so this, and they must have been inspired by this because he'd started doing that a year or so after this. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. What's your other one? <laughs> the other one is a magic skill bus. Oh! <laughs> oh, I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's a yellow bus, isn't it? And they go on adventures through yeah. time and space. and Yeah. Disappearing up people's noses and stuff. Oh, cool! Yeah, I can see that. Oh, how about you, Fernando? I think you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say I'm just making things up. Um, <laughs> Love Island and Naked Attraction. 
because <laughs> none of those make any sense. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just men stumbling around having no idea what they're doing, you know, making up a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other one I've got written down here is Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I actually do like the animation Adventure of Adventure Time. Adventure Time. <laughs> Adventure Time. So if you haven't, I, I'm guessing, Claire, you won't have seen Adventure Time. No, I've seen you watch Adventure Time while I yeah. read. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, like a one 10-minute episode of Adventure Time, I think, shows a lot of similarity to this, this sort of weird, brightly coloured fantasy land where everything's a bit odd and nothing quite makes sense with a quite yeah quite an offbeat sense of humor and it was yeah and i i wonder if any of these could could have been inspired by it mm. by yellow submarine to some extent um but i was trying to think of anything earlier than yellow submarine that had anything like this stuff in it well, it was not animated, but um, the Odyssey probably is very much like Yellow Submarine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just a rambling oh. adventure. Uh-huh, yes. Makes no sense. Quite boring. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I went with rambling rather than, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, he gets into lots of different adventures on the seas in the Odyssey, but they all make sense. They're all kind of tied to some concept of what the authors and the original audience would have seen as realistic. Um, They're based on something rather than, you know, being based on just a trip. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) Well, maybe I don't know. Well, there there was always a point, wasn't there, when they stopped, it was always... Was there? Am I going to try and make there be meaning in this when there was just no meaning? Oh, in Yellow Submarine? Yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, there was a story. I think it would be unfair to say that there was no story. There, there was a, an enemy and there was a goal that they were trying to do and it, it was kind of a hero's journey thing where they were plucked out of their ordinary life in Liverpool and taken to a, you know, a bigger universe and got yeah faced these hardships along the way and found solutions to them um but it was all very dreamlike and not quite that the stakes never felt high did they kidding they were (laughs) they were caught in einstein's space-time continuum (laughs) yeah but (laughs) it was not exactly a moment of high drama they didn't seem to be upset about it well, that's just because they're really cool. <laughs> Odysseus never gets upset. He just heroes his way out of it, like the Beatles did. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, there was even a Cyclops. Oh, exactly. I'd it was bicycle. a Cyclops. Hey, there's a Cyclops. Can't be. He's got two eyes. One must be a Bicyclops. There's another one. Whole Cyclopedia. That was good. <laughs> that was pretty good as well, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cyclopses. Um, oh, maybe this was based on the Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> S- started and ended with a battle. There was singing. Yeah. Was there singing in the Odyssey? 
There sirens? Were there sirens? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there sirens in the Odyssey. Were there sirens in... Oh, yeah, yeah. In Yellow Submarine? No, but they they, they were singing. Oh, right, just singing, the singing. Sure. I just the singing, right. yeah. There's a bit of a weak one. I mean, the Odyssey's a poem, isn't it? That's basically... The whole thing's a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One big song. <laughs> okay. No, oh, I've made some real strides here. Yeah. Good, good spot, Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think if we were going to take anything good out of this, like make the best of the bad job that we've been given by me picking this film. Um, I liked it. Yeah, you did, didn't yeah. you? Sort of. Sort of. Would you watch it again? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, maybe not, not this year, but maybe next year you will watch it again. I can't speak for future Laura. Who knows what she's going to get up to, that crazy cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think I kind of liked it as well, but I think mostly because it seemed to me that it was breaking boundaries and there Mm. There was nothing this experimental or psychedelic that I've come across in cinema at an earlier time. Probably nothing even at a later time. This might be the freakiest film I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but certainly, yeah, in 1968, it would have been you know, pushing the edges a bit. What does psychedelic mean? Because I'm thinking of another film, Climax, which is on Netflix. Uh, okay. Uh but I don't know to, what psychedelic means. Uh, to me, it means it refers to like the imagery and feelings around uh, dreaming or hallucinations. Or then LSD trips. Perhaps yeah. brought about by drugs. Then definitely climax. Okay. Uh, I would recommend that you watch that film. Oh, is that recent? Let me see. 2018. I've just looked at yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, anything then. goes now, but oh, what yeah. I'm thinking was it if this had come out in 1958, I probably wouldn't have believed you. Um, and in 78, I probably wouldn't have been that impressed. But in 68, it seemed like this is really, uh, yeah. yeah, really interesting somehow, pushing the boundaries. So, um, I'm slagging it off because it's not. Well, okay, it's not very good, yeah. but... It's not a proper film. A lot... That can be said about a lot of stuff the Beatles did that wasn't the best example of that genre, but in a lot of cases, it was the first time anyone had even tried. Yeah, um, okay. In which case, it's kind of responsible for <laughs> all the good things that have mimicked it and come afterwards and turned yeah. into really good things. Yeah, so Helter Skelter isn't the greatest heavy metal song ever, but it is probably the first heavy metal song yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sgt. Pepper isn't the best concept album since it didn't actually turn into one, but, you know, the idea of telling a complete story through music in one LP has been done magnificently. Um since then. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, yeah, they get credit for for making something as mad and just off the wall and using that sort of abstract art to tell a story. Um, but I didn't enjoy watching it, which can't really do much about. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I think I'd read I read very recently, as in this morning, that the <laughs> Beatles they agreed to it because it got them out of their three film deal or something. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Something. Yeah. I didn't know they the, had a three film deal. They didn't want to do a third film, so they agreed to this one yep. and got to have minimal involvement with it. Except for appearing yep. at the end. But then apparently oh, Paul someone else, George maybe, said that they really liked it and regretted not being more involved with it. Oh right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so I was watching this the whole way through thinking they were doing the voices, but they they weren't. No. No. Um, right, so the only thing they did then was the songs and that little appearance at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Catchy tune, that. I can't seem to get it out of my head. Don't shake it. That's what we've been doing all night. Oh? Yeah, it was a great party. Oh, we brought back lots of lovely souvenirs. Here is the motor. And I've got a little love, and I've got a hole in my pocket. A hole? Well, half a hole anyway. I gave the rest to Jeremy. What can he do with half a hole? I fix it to keep his mind from wandering. (laughs) That appearance at the end was a bit weird. God, they're not natural actors. Oh, I just love it. I, every, every interview, particularly with all four of them, uh, me you too. can just see I how all a... they're trying to do is just screw around <laughs> and just make it a sort of rubbish interview. Um, <laughs> you've, yeah, I mean, I, you, you pointed out to me, Claire, didn't you? You showed me some interview with them where they're just, they're talking about like as quite early on in their career, and they're, they're chatting about you know the influence they've had on. American music or whatever, and George Harrison just taps his cigarette to get rid of the ash on top of John Lennon's head just without him noticing. <laughs> just these little things going on in the background. It's great. <laughs> yeah, they were super cool. <laughs> Did you watch Get Back? Yes, yes. that's partly oh what God. made me want to want to watch this. Oh, um, you should have picked Get Back, all three parts. Maybe I should have. Can you, can you summarise what Get Back was? Me? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it. <laughs> of course you have. I've, I've only seen a couple of hours of it. And I haven't oh, seen the right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched the whole thing and then half of it again when Claire was watching it. I thought it was ju- just brilliant. So it was just them um, in Abbey Road Studios, is that? The um, whole thing is. No, Abbey Road. No, not, not quite. Road. They, they start off at Twickenham and oh. they go to Abbey Road. But, yeah, it's the... It's the sessions where they are producing their final album, Let It oh, Be. Oh, I see. Uh, and it's it's the films that were made into the film Let It Be, which you have seen, haven't you? No. We've talked about it, Let It Be. The film Let It Be? Yeah, it's it's like a documentary. It's just, just oh. shots of them rehearsing and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so that, which was, what, an hour and a quarter, um, was produced from... 150 hours of audio and like oh, 120 okay. hours of, of footage, uh, which was pre- turns out was preserved remarkably well, and which Peter Jackson got his hands on mm. and has now made into, yeah, this this eight-hour documentary called Get Back. Um, 
which is just this absolute treasure trove. Anyone who's interested in in the Beatles, yeah, you'll you'll love the rest of it, Laura. It's just mm. just superb. Um, and yeah, really sort of tells you something about what they were like together. It even shows like uh, George Harrison storming off and leaving the band for a week and then trying to convince him to to rejoin again. It's all all so real. Um, yeah, just just wonderful documentary. So yeah, it's made me think a bit about the Beatles recently. And so when I was picking another film, I thought, you know what, maybe I, I will finally get round to Yellow Submarine. Uh, yeah. And I wasn't entirely disappointed. Uh, are you a, a Beatles fan, Fernando? Um, you like the Beatles? I mean, I like the few songs that I've listened to, although yep. I very seldom listen to the Beatles. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess. Am I a fan? I know who they are. And. <laughs> <laughs> this, bless, you. bless you may the queen bless you um, <laughs> mm, uh, th- this was my first time I guess seeing them in a video uh, yeah. saying things so I was like oh these are the Beatles uh, yeah, okay. I was not expecting this um, yeah, so you don't know much about their personalities or what they contributed to the band or, or the history no, of the band or anything? No, no okay. for example, I also did not know who Ringo was. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I, I did know who Paul McCartney is, was. Uh, yeah. He's the husband of Linda McCartney. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah. I see. Hence yes. the name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, could, could you name all four of them now, now that you've seen well, the film? Paul, Ringo, uh, George, yeah. and John. Yeah, those are the four of them. Uh, <laughs> right, so You pass comprehension. <laughs> well done. <laughs> we'll have the next quiz question coming up in a few minutes. Um, you're, so you, there were, what, ten songs in this? Something uh, like that. Mm-hmm. Some of them I uh, did recognise, yeah. You recognised some of them, yeah, okay. But other uh, ones you wouldn't have done. Uh, I recognized Eleanor Rigby. Look at him working, donning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? All the lonely people. Uh, yeah. I know there was more than one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least Eleanor Rigby. Um, all you need is love, uh, maybe? All you need is love, yes, of course, yes. I did recognize that one. But I swear, I. Well, at least I think I could swear that there was another one that I recognize. Uh, when I'm 64? No, wait, yes. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's oh, yeah. Lonely Hearts Club Band. On the beat of three. A one, a two, a three. Yes, so there were several. You see, I'm actually a Beatles connoisseur. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) And would you say you enjoyed the music? I did enjoy the music. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could tell that it was old. I mean, not in a bad (laughs) way. (laughs) Not in a bad way, okay. Uh, But yeah, I did like it. 
Cool. Because I think you, you, there was so much of this film was kind of music videos. You would have to like it for this to be a, a good film. You couldn't uh-huh. really get through this and not like that, yeah, the film, uh-huh. not like the music very much. But, like so Fantasia. I'm glad you at least like that. I thought of Fantasia just once or twice. How do you mean exactly? I think because you've got these, because the they just sort of, uh, yeah. I mean, setting music to animation <laughs> Set- was kind of new for Fantasia, wasn't it? Yeah, it felt like the scenes were written around the music and that each was yeah. in a little component part that just followed on from each other. So it was just about, they'd. it felt like they'd written the film around the songs. Yeah. And animated each scene to fit the music, which is quite specific to Fantasia, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Well, Fantasia, maybe I should have picked that. I love Fantasia. That could be the next trippy film we watch. <laughs> is Fantasia different from Fantasia 2000? Hmm. I believe so, yes. Uh, Fantasia 2000 was a sort of spiritual sequel. I believe they um, animated it and then added music to Fantasia 2000, which is why it's thought to be not very good. Oh, right. Whereas Fantasia, they did the music first. In fact, some of it was classical music, wasn't it? Yes, it was not mostly classical music. Yeah. And then, yes, Uh, they had these and then animated too. Oh, oh, whereas all the music in Fantasia 2000 was decided on after the fact. I think so. Okay. I might be wrong. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, so I've I've got a few thoughts about uh, some of the really great visual stuff. One of them was the Sea of Holes. Did anyone notice what I noticed in that? John? Paul? George? Is anybody home? Where are we? The Holy Sea. This place reminds me of Blackburn, Lancashire. Uh, I don't know. What did you know? What did you it had the wrong perspective. It had backwards perspective. Oh. The okay. Sea of Holes, it had this perspective of thing where you could sort of see the horizon in the middle and there were holes like above and below, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and so you could see like the top half of the screen had, had yeah, these, these holes above us and the bottom half of the screen had the holes below us. But when the Beatles came out of one of the holes they would come up out of the ones in the ceiling and down out of the ones in the floor, which wasn't right. Uh, so you you could look at just that bit of the screen and it would look okay. But when you looked at the whole thing, the perspective was all wrong. And I thought that was just such an interesting visual thing to do. No one else noticed that. I was watching it sideways because my back was sore. <laughs> so I didn't really get that. <laughs> Yeah, it was almost like the whole thing was one big platform that stuff was coming out of to above it and out of below it. But yeah, it was it was weird. It was a good effect. Oh. Um, no, I didn't think notice I that. that. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I liked that. Was there anything else? I liked, yeah, a few things. Um, I liked just the sheer density of stuff. So many of the scenes that there would be these like whole creatures they'd invented that would be on screen for like a second and then would be on to the next thing and there was so much creativity in every single one of those mm. um and so much of it was so in your face uh, i really liked <laughs> when i'm 64 where it had the numbers come up on the screen <laughs> <clears throat> i could be handy mending a fuse when your lights have gone you can knit a sweater by the fireside 
Sunday mornings go for a ride. I just thought like that this is they're counting all the way to 60 here. <laughs> um, it was just so, yeah, uncompromising. Just like that, this is what we're doing. Like, straight in your face, blast you with these numbers. And every single one of those numbers had some some interesting thing about it. Um, and the, the thing that there was one sequence in this film that stood up for me ahead of everything else that I thought was just superb. I wonder if anyone could guess what it is. The credits? <laughs> no, not the credits. I quite liked the opening credits where they were singing Yellow Submarine. The submarines. opening credits were very nice, yes. Mm. Yeah, I had quite a good... It's quite sharp. Um, no, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, yes. Uh... Yeah, that was good. Lucy! Quite a shift in animation style. Yes. Um, but that, yeah, that like every frame being a new painting with like blurred colours everywhere. It was just stood out so much and had such a such a mood to it. Mm. And I love that song anyway. It's just so so dreamy and psychedelic. And yeah, that that video to go along with it, I thought was just just amazing. Um, and made me think of. Uh, fill a, a music video from the 80s, which is by Aha. Is it called Take On Me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the, the sketched drawings mm. put together mm-hmm. in the animation, it really made me think of that, the way there's this sort of, like, s- smoothly animated figures, but with uh, quite jarring backgrounds that seem to, where there's a, an impression of a lot of movement. Um, yeah. Thought that was that was great. Yes, yeah, so do you say that? Would that be your favourite sequence? That was my favourite sequence in the film for mm. sure. That's the only one I can remember. No, it's standing out particularly. Yeah, it kind um, of I liked all me. you need is love. I like that song. So, ah, uh, yeah, I've yeah, I've got a note on all you need is love. I, I thought there was. That was a really good use of that song because mm. overall, I find that song to be a little dull, a little dirgy at mm. times, not not some of their best stuff. But that really nailed it. It sort of came in at the right time in the film. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was when they were bringing all the blue stuff back to life, weren't they? Yes. Um, I thought that was, yeah, that was great. Um, what bothered you, Claire? Oh, uh, for Lucien's The Sky with Diamonds, um, just because there's such amazing imagery in that song, they didn't then have that on the screen. Yes. That was bothering me. Um yeah, would it have been too obvious to have it just animate the things that are said in the song? Maybe, but I would have liked it. I'm yeah. a simple soul. 
It would have made it feel more like part of the film, wouldn't it? And it would have fit quite nicely into the film. Yeah, floating down a river with cellophane flowers. Picture yourself in a boat on a river With tangerine trees and marmalade skies Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly A girl with kaleidoscope Kaleidoscope I mean, eyes. All it about. opens with picture yourself in a boat in a river and then, then shows pictures of something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got, there was a bit with the kaleidoscope eyes where it looked like we were looking out of kaleidoscope eyes and I thought, oh, that's clever. Yeah. Oh, we are the girl with kaleidoscope eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And we were looking at a woman. But she didn't have kaleidoscope eyes. We had kaleidoscope eyes. Yeah. But I'm a woman. It all fits. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's connected, man. Uh, it's, it's like we're always right here, man. So I think this brings us on to the the core question as an audience. Were we doing this film a disservice by not being high while we watched it? Yeah, for sure. Is this intended for sober people? It's probably not, is it? No. Yeah, I think it would have been a lot better if I was high. So next time we watch it, illegal drugs. (laughs) I wouldn't know where to get those sorts of things. Unless I wouldn't know anything about them. To Amsterdam, not a trip. Trip. (laughs) A trip. (laughs) We go to Amsterdam, (laughs) where the drugs are free, or at least legal. (laughs) (laughs) And presumably, there's a there's a cinema in Amsterdam that's just constantly playing this on repeat. (laughs) Like your Gremlins 2 cinema. Yep. I mean, it's only wheat that's legal in the Netherlands. That'll do. That's fine. Yeah, I think psychedelic. Every- I mean, I think everything else is pretty laissez anyway, I don't think anyway, I could watch it? this on but- a psychedelic. I think I would have a bad time. Yeah, that might be too far. But no, so, yeah, I think that this would be a good stoned film, right? Yeah. Where yeah. You, just, you just sort of blur into this and just accept it all and imagine yeah just think about it maybe for our 200th episode we could get stoned and watch a film oh yeah 200th episode because that that'll be like four or five years there should be pretty significant changes in legislation by then right Mm -hmm. especially if you're still in the government (laughs) um excellent that can that could be what we do fantastic (laughs) we record (laughs) the episode straight afterwards oh yeah so we're (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Unedited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I look forward to that. It will probably be mostly silence, though. Um. <laughs> I found that in... No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no idea what you were going to say there. Let's just forget about that. <laughs> um... Yeah, it might just be an hour and a half of me giggling. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds delightful. (laughs) Um, 
What were your favourite characters who weren't the Beatles? Who's your favourite Beatle? Ringo. Ringo's always been my favourite because he's the most talented. <laughs> Stop trying to be contrary. <laughs> he is. <laughs> no, no one's no one's biting, Claire. You can give up. <laughs> We're not going there. Um, in the context of this film, Ringo is the best Beatle for sure. Yeah. M- more broadly, I quite like the ones with all the musical talent and creativity. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo seems like the nicest person. He does, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And if you watch Get Back, you'll find that uh what's her name? McCartney agrees with you. Linda McCartney. Linda McCartney. Yes. One. Yeah, she's seen on camera, isn't she? Saying, Yeah, he's just he's just great. He's just so easy to get on with. I love I've him. always found Rich was the easier one to get on with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whereas Paul and John seem like absolute nightmares. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't know attention. where to go with John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially Paul. I, I can see myself in Paul McCartney as well. <laughs> I When I'm... 64. Just <laughs> When I'm like going on about something for too long or trying to make something happen in some kind of social situation, I hear myself sort of talking over everyone. I, I can see that when I'm watching Paul McCartney, especially in Get Back. <laughs> Um, yeah, just sort of controlling this conversation. I just wish I could be Ringo at the back, just drumming and having a good time. <laughs> I don't want to go on the roof. <laughs> Gonna nailed me down in the wrong place. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I want to uh, narrate Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, always have, so... Mm. I'd, I'd want to be him for that. Um, who was your favourite character in in the context of the film? So outside of the Beatles. Outside of the Beatles. Um, I like the vacuum. Quite good. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I liked. I initially liked Jeremy Hillary Boobford. Ad hoc, ad lock, and quid pro quo. So little time, so much to know. Hey, fellas, look. The footnotes for my nineteenth book. This is my standard procedure for doing it. And while I compose it, I'm also reviewing it. Um, <laughs> yes, the nowhere man. He started to grate on me when they took him along a little bit. Well, yeah, I, I was surprised he ended up as a main character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? I don't think I liked anyone. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really likeable. Did it stand out? Not really. There was a main blue meanie. Oh, yeah. Who was mean. Oh, oh, I didn't like him. It must be scratched. Right, Max? Yes, your blueness. What? We meanies only take no for an answer. Is that understood, Max? No, your blueness. That's better. No. Um, I liked when that creature ended up on the ship for like all of 10 seconds and they were like, oh, so ugly. Someone press a button. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the poor elephant. <laughs> oh. That was just great as well, this this submarine where you just press random buttons oh, yeah, I enjoyed and just that. good stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I felt bad for the, the poor elephant. I, I did like the, the nobody, though. He was good. Mm. And he, he didn't grate on me too much. <laughs> 
I was rooting for him. What was that way? It was a good line. Sorry, like he's so clever, he can't remember what he knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah, me too. It's hard life, isn't it? Being so clever. I can possibly remember everything I know. Symbolism. Oh. There was no symbolism in this film. <laughs> I think it might have been just symbolism. That was entirely literal. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that really happened. <laughs> and it happened just like that. <laughs> this is a great a found footage film. <laughs> found footage. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, do you do you have your do you have the symbolism flute, Fernando? Oh, I, did, I, I did see it somewhere. As in I when, uh, when I saw it in my house, I was like, oh here it is. I'm not gonna lose it, but then I didn't pick it up and then I don't know where it is now because it isn't there anymore. Oh, do you want me to do a bird noise? I know Laura likes it. Yes, please do yep. a bird noise. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you do a nowhere man noise? Oh, maybe Michael can. I've got a Pringles tube. I wonder if I can make something happen with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can do something <laughs> with that. Nice. That was yep. beautiful. This is a new low, but that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> if I had any musical talent, I feel like I could have made something. <laughs> Actually sounds a oh, little yeah. bit like yeah. the, the drum solo from Within You, Without You. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Exact there, perfect. I'll bring my sitar next time. We can uh, we can have a little jam. Oh, I'm right next to the keyboards in the living room. Oh, mm-hmm. great! I'll put the demo music on. Yeah, it's a symbolism. So we've done the Odyssey. The Odyssey <laughs> I was think a good we've one. Taken that about as far as we get. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. I've heard worse. Yeah, we've done much worse. <laughs> It was a it was a hero's journey archetype story, wasn't it? A bit, yeah. A bit. They get whisked away from their humdrum everyday lives mm. and get into a, a big adventure because they're summoned to do so by somebody whose world is in danger mm. and they learn so much more and they fight off the big villain um, with the power of friendship or whatever. Um, <laughs> we, we see this in other... In other works of literature, uh, they're oh. curiously not Moby Dick, so we were <laughs> nothing to be said there. The Daft Punk film has this in it as well, doesn't it? Where they go to the planet and save it with music. Oh, very good point. Yeah, has anyone else seen the the Daft Punk film? No, no. It was very nearly um, In fact, it, it was basically their second album with an animation to go along with it, I think there was almost no other sound in the soundtrack. It it was just those songs played, but with, yeah, this animation about this kind of anime-inspired, sci-fi-y type thing. It's it's worth a watch if you're you're into Daft Punk. I think I might have seen bits of it then, as in because the music video of Harder, Better, Stronger, Faster, or something like that is... Mm is probably part of the film. Yeah, it's like a, a factory that's producing aliens or something, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, it's called Interstellar 5555, the story <laughs> of the secret star system. <laughs> and all of the S's are fives. <laughs> yeah, looking back, that it was related in a way, but with a very like Japanese twist to it. Cool. Where are the Blue Meanies communists? Wow. I thought there was a lot of different imagery in the Blue Meanies. Okay. What were the Blue Meanies? Well, there was a, a lot of them, a lot of like Russian looking uniforms and stuff. Okay. And yeah. Could have been communism. I'm Just- going to say quite firmly that they were Nazis. Oh. Okay, it was just because they turned, just because they turned everyone, you know, like in grey yeah. kind of stereotype of like communism. Everything's concrete and yeah. grey. Everyone wears the same grey clothes. Take away all the joy. Yeah, yeah. defined by a colour as well. Yeah, they think- could have made them red, couldn't they? Yeah, but they didn't. What made you think they um, were Nazis? One particular line made me think they're Nazis. So uh, again, to start with, they were. You know, an aggressive, hostile power that uses brute force to, you know, attack weaker nations that are trying to just live their lives. So this, yeah, this reminiscent of the Second World War. Um, but there's the bit at the end where they've been defeated by the Beatles, and one of them says, "Where? What are we going to do now?" Mm. And one of them says, "We could go to Argentina." Oh, yes, yeah. And that maybe that that at least has to be a reference to to yeah senior oh. Nazis fleeing to Argentina mm-hmm. after the war, which would still have been in quite recent memory. Then this was only twenty years after the war that this was made. Um, there must have been some feeling that there there are still Nazis over in Argentina that have never been caught, and yeah, yeah, pretty solid. But then I was wondering as well. If they were supposed to be Jewish, hmm. the because, blue meanies, yeah, because they des- <laughs> described them as bluish at one point, and I was like, "Whoa, that sounds weird." Um, oh, but they've got like big noses, and they look like they're wearing glasses. <laughs> and oh mm, my god, I feel like they're just offensive to anyone who wants to be <laughs> to identify with them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we picked three pretty different groups of people there and we've come up with a reason haven't we i suppose it was just yeah i suppose that there was maybe nothing in that they maybe weren't supposed to represent anything in particular yeah Um, so was the whole thing kind of playing on children's cartoons on tv because we we see a lot of that kind of stuff in children's cartoons the you know the the evil naughty people from the land nearby are attacking and the heroes have to defend it. Um, was that a fairly established like kids cartoon trope by that point? I don't know. Because it seemed to me like it was playing on that. It was a, a very kind of child-friendly style. But I'm trying to think of any any kids cartoons from that far back other than like Tom and Jerry. 1968. Mm. Mm. I mean, they were a bit like the Smurfs. Apparently, I've just looked this up, in the DVD commentary of Yellow Submarine, the production supervisor stated that Blue was a play on Jew. 
Crown wow. claimed it wasn't a reflection of any anti-Semitism on the part of the filmmakers, but rather as a commentary on the stereotypical casting of Jews as villains. So there's that scene with the blue mini questions, oh. some disguised Beatles asking, are you bluish? You don't look bluish. There we go. Okay. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Interesting. Oh, man. The, the Argentina thing must be about Nazis. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah, maybe it, just this is where people flee to when yeah. they're despots that have been ousted. God, the DVD commentary on this must shine a lot of light <laughs> on what's going on, right? Just to know what the hell they were thinking at any part mm. of it. I don't trust them to know. <laughs> yes, they probably can't remember. That one weekend they spent just... Probably don't remember anything that happened that year, most of them. <laughs> I do have one more, one last thought. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, very recently I learned about the existence, well, he's already dead. Uh, the reason I know about him is because I read his obituary. His name is, um, ah, what's his name? <laughs> Let me just double check. <laughs> uh, John Lennon. Stephen Sondheim, who has been described as the titan of the American musical. Uh, And he said, um, when you're making a musical, the first thing that you have to think is, why are the songs necessary to the story? Hmm. Um, If the songs are not necessary to the story, then you end up with a not very good musical. And I think... (laughs) That's what happened here. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, the the songs were jarringly shoehorned in, weren't they? Mm. And they, they didn't really fit at all, except in the sense that everything was dreamy and unexpected. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm inclined to agree with Stephen Sondheim on that one. <laughs> Was he the one who said some someone big in in musical theatre once said uh, that characters should sing in musicals only because they are so overcome with emotion that they can't help themselves from singing? Mm. Um, and that stuck with me a few times, and it makes me think, yeah, like that songs should be at heightened emotional times. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when there's no story, <laughs> is it? Can we really say that the music doesn't fit with the story if there isn't one? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I think overall, I, I've got to agree with with Fernando there that this, this was this was lacking a proper film. Uh, but as you say, it sort of it did what it was trying to do. It wasn't trying to be a proper yeah. film. It was just a yeah, that's right, trippy cleverly written at times yeah i don't know if that it quite justifies the the full runtime oh it would have been a good half an hour short yeah, nice short film yeah. yeah yeah so overall i think i've got to say not not the greatest film for mm. me but i liked a lot of what it did and i and like it, the beatles <laughs> and it did inspire many great things in the future yeah like when I'm sixty-four, reminded me of Lana Del Rey. <laughs> oh, uh, in, in what way? Will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? 
Hmm. Oh. Plagiarism. Sheer plagiarism. <laughs> plagiarism. <laughs> Nothing else from me, I don't think. I think I've been no. talked into disliking it. Oh, oh no. Oh, we normally go the other way, <laughs> yeah. don't we? Yeah, maybe it wasn't that good. Oh. I was just I went into it expecting not to like it, so I was surprised when I didn't hate it. I thought it was all right and I got a few laughs out of me, so that, that that's what I'm gonna end I... on. It was it was okay. Oh, that's good. Quite quite nice. It was definitely funny. At mm. times. Yeah. Yeah, there were big parts of it that I really liked. <laughs> cool. There we go. Good stuff. Thanks for suffering through it with me. Mm, thanks, Michael. <laughs> thanks for picking it. I'm yeah, glad I've seen it. Picking it. I it's think definitely it's the... one of those films that one has to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what kind of film club would we be? Exactly. We didn't watch it. To me, it's taken yeah. us this long. Should have been our first film. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it's the only Beatles thing that Kira's not seen and I have, so I'll be able oh, to tell her about it. Lord that over, right? Yeah. She'll be like, well, they were barely involved. <laughs> yeah, she I think she did. <laughs> yes, I, she did say that when I told her we were watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you said you're playing the music, will you be playing Yellow Submarine? <laughs> um, I will be playing Yellow Submarine on a Pringles can. Oh, <laughs> Ready? Ready. Ready. No. <laughs> Don't drop it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop there. That was beautiful. I heard that you. was beautiful. Great. So we we talked about the the short film spectacular, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Very excited. <clears throat> Shall we make that the next meeting? Yes. Are you Is ready I'm... for Are you ready for the draw? Yes. I'll turn your names over one at a time. Um, and you can tell us the the film you're picking, and then we can watch them in that order. Okay. We'll watch them over the next week, and then meet. Well, whenever we're going to meet. Cool. Cool. So for uh, for the our first short film spectacular, um, the first film choice, uh, Laura. Woo! Oh, uh, Kitbull. Kitbull. <laughs> Great. It's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. Excellent. First film, Kitbull, Disney Plus. Second one, uh, Fernando. Lucid, um, by, by, I suppose it's directed by Diana Milliken. Lucid by Diana Milliken. Um, third one uh, is Claire. Uh, my choice is A Chip in the Sugar. Um, but. I wonder if you have to be careful with the version here because I think they might have re-recorded it. So it's the one with Alan Bennett. Yeah, from the original series of Talking Heads. Yeah. From the 1980s. Great. Yeah. Um, and that leaves me as the last one. Yeah. If that piece of paper had said a different letter, I'd been a bit confused. Um, <laughs> and my choice <laughs> is uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> Which is on what? which is on YouTube. Michael Jackson's thriller. Is yeah. that a short film? I should have picked Lady Gaga's telephone. <laughs> it, it's been it's been described as uh, a, a piece of work that that bridged the gap between music video and short film. 
so those are the the four films then um let's get them get them right once more um laura what was yours kitbull kitbull fernando lucid lucid claire a chip in the sugar from 1988 yep and mine was michael jackson's thriller fabulous um i'll look forward to that uh, do Wonderful. we want to, since it's a, a special, do you want to, to wait two weeks as usual or shall we uh, sneak in a, a meeting next weekend? Yeah, I, th- I was thinking that maybe we can do it later today, maybe a, maybe in an hour. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually not doing anything um, and all of these would take like Nor am I, but I'm really, watch. I've been on my own for a week in the flat and not oh. spoken to anyone. Well, Claire, what are you doing later today? <laughs> Nothing. We were going to tidy yeah i've got to clean as well nobody ever tidies do, do you want to meet back at like five o'clock <gasps> oh, yes how exciting <laughs> uh, yeah let's do it ah, yeah! two ratings in one day <laughs> <laughs> <Wee>. <laughs> okay i'll see you all in 